But decades ago, we might have had an American TV series set aboard a different shining beacon in space, a place of peace and prosperity, a place dedicated to solving the ongoing problems of our world, a place called Earth 2. An ABC TV movie, which aired on this date in 1971, Earth 2 was written and produced by William Woodfield, who began his career in publishing and then moved on to professional photography before turning to television. Woodfield wrote scripts for Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Lost in Space, and several episodes of Mission Impossible, one of which earned him an Emmy. The story opens with the launch of the first components of what would become Earth 2, a launch that was nearly sabotaged by a red Chinese agent. Once in orbit, its crew, led by astronaut David Seville, undertake an unusual form of democracy. You see, the American president has decreed that this new space outpost should become a sovereign nation, and asks the country to vote on it by leaving a light on for them, literally. Once the porch lamp votes were tallied from orbit, the proposal passes, and we quickly fast-forward several years to see the Finnish station receiving some of its first colonists. Frank Carger and his wife Lisa and son Matt arrive in time to get caught up in Earth 2's first major crisis. A nuclear warhead has been placed in a nearby orbit by the Red Chinese. This brings Carger into direct confrontation with his old friend from NASA, David Seville, who is now one of the head administrators of Earth 2. Seville wants to solve the problem diplomatically while Carger wants to take action. Ultimately, it is decided to capture the warhead and bring it aboard to disarm it. Thus, the station risks joining the nuclear arms race, and that's when the trouble really starts. John Billingsley, Phil Flox, Hollywood Food Coalition here. Guess what? Trek Talks 2. It's happening. You asked for it. You got it. January 14, eight hours of premium Star Trek entertainment. Amazing guests, mad capery, insightful social commentary, musical interludes. Support HoFoCo. Check us out at HoFoCo.org, helping people in need for almost 40 years. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the 14th of January at TrekTalks.net. Live long and mark your calendars. Again, TrekTalks.net. With its pacifist themes and utopian ideals, as well as a cast including Star Trek alumni Gary Lockwood and Mariette Hartley, and a name that sounds like a mashup of Genesis 2 and Planet Earth, one may be forgiven for mistaking Earth 2 for one of Gene Roddenberry's television pilots from the early 70s. And, like Gene's projects, it sadly met the same thanks-but-no-thanks fate from ABC. Thus, we'll never know what other political intrigue or scientific conundrums these citizens of the stars might have encountered. What would an orbiting nation have to say to a planet still in the grips of the Cold War? Might it have become a port of call for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers? Or maybe just a place to chill and riff on bad movies all night? Oh, and what about that warhead? Well, it was successfully disarmed, until Lisa decided to try and launch it into the sun, 
which rearmed it and sent it towards North America. So the crew recaptured it, redisarmed it, and sent it into the sun for good. Hey, it was a two-hour movie. They had some time to fill. In any case, Earth 2 was a notable attempt to bring a 2001 sensibility to the small screen, with a space station that spun to create gravity, along with a variety of spacecraft to ferry passengers or mount rescue missions, as well as the occasional orbital nuke. So if room-sized computers and 70s leisure wear in space is your thing, Earth 2 awaits you, at least for now, on Warner Archive DVD. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for November 28th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.